0: So this is called The Other Side, and uh, we are starting off. Have you got those words that Paul said there, Matt? So this is what Paul said a couple of weeks ago during this next year. I believe each one of us will have to enter into rest in a whole new dimension. We have to learn to rest in him, be in him, and live in and out of him, find ourselves in him. We have to find the rest of faith and lean our head on the pillow in the midst of the windstorm. So. I felt like, well, we should probably talk about that a bit more then and explore that and see what that means, uh, which is what we are doing. Uh, I shared this with you last week that about the back end of last year. One of the things the Lord said to me was that I needed to slow down to speed up. Uh, and so I'm doing that practically in all sorts of different ways. Um, and um, I know when he said it to me, I needed to make more space, more room in the margins, more time in the diary that wasn't booked out, no more back-to-back meetings, rushing from one thing to another. More space, more time to reflect, to ponder, to listen. Take a proper Sabbath, not just a day off. We're going to talk about that at some point. Get rid of the distractions. Um, but I, I don't sense this is just for me. I sense it's for all of us. We, uh, well, we're going to talk about it. But we, we live in a society that seems to be increasingly busy, and, but increasingly, apparently increasingly productive, but yet more anxious there was a study done i think it was the 60s that said in 25 years time because of all the labor saving devices in the world we'd have three days a week off that was what they thought the future would be because they saw washing machines coming, in they saw microwaves coming, they saw all these things coming, and they thought well they're all time-saving devices we'll just be able to lull about for three days and yet most people seem to be busier than ever more anxious than ever um the, the, the technological development that we've seen has not brought what people thought it would bring. In fact, it's brought the opposite. We're more distracted, we're more anxious. And so the need is great. Jeremiah six sixteen. Oops, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. So if you stood at the crossroads, there's a decision that needs to be made. Uh, And this year, and and again, I'm gonna keep saying this, because if you tinker around the edges, you'll get a small result. If you make some serious change, you'll get some serious results. And that's just a law of life. Um, So this year, you can choose to keep in the unrest, in the business, and the anxiety of where you've been. You can keep doing everything you've done last year, in which case, you'll probably end up with the same result as everything you had last year, because that's how life works. Or we can make a conscious choice, To move towards his rest and to move out of anxiety, tension, stress, rushing business into a different place. And I think the answers for that are not found in the new things. They are found in the ancient paths, as Jeremiah said, and the paths that we've got to seek out and walk out. So I want to explore what it might mean to work at that choice and what that choice might mean uh, by looking at one of the other passages Paul taught from a couple of weeks ago in Mark chapter 4 and verse 35 to 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boats; it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stone, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and waves obey him. Okay. So there's a few things in this passage that stood out to me that I felt were important if we were going to make this transition. And first of all, it says, Let's go over to the other side. So the first thing is it involves a movement to go somewhere different. It involves a specific choice to go somewhere new. Uh, This isn't a case, though, of making a single choice. But much more likely, it's a case of making a series of choices every day. We don't live in a place of rest, so we'll need to keep making choices that put us towards that place. Now, I wanted to play you a song and the video clip from *The Great Showman*, which is one of my, if not, favourite films of all time. But if I do that, YouTube kill the stream uh, for copyright reasons. Um, so I'm just going to have to. Um, Put the I did think about recreating it. I thought I could get me a Matty, we could get a bar, we could get like, but then I thought that's probably a bit too much for just another illustration. Um, but it would have been good fun. Um, uh, so have you got that? So this is the chorus from one of the songs. You, the clip's brilliant. You can Google it later. Don't you want to get away. Imagine, imagine this is not Hugh Jackman saying it, but imagine it's Jesus. Don't you want to get away from the same old part you got to play? Because I've got what you need. So come with me and take the ride. I'll take you to the other side. Because you can do like you do, or you can do like me. You can stay in the cage, or you'll finally take the key. Or oh damn, suddenly you're free to fly. I'll take you to the other side. Now, in the film, the, uh, his young protégé who was trying to persuade to get him, the fir- initially, this is his response. Don't you know that I'm OK with this uptown part I get to play? Because I got what I need. I don't want to take the ride. I don't need to see the other side. So go and do like you do. I'm good to do like me. In, in a cage, so I don't need to take the key. Oh damn cat, you see, I'm doing fine. I don't need to see the other side. And I just find it interesting that part of us, I think, kind of responds like that a little bit. Part of us goes, well, I'm okay with this part I get to play. I'm okay with this life. And yet, another part of us hungers for something more. Another part of us wants something much deeper. Another part of us knows... There's more to it. We recognize that we really we recognize that what we really need Jesus does have. And although we may feel trapped in a cage, we do desperately want to fly. And sometimes it's 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 that we're not quite sure how to do it. Other times, and I think this is key for a lot of us, we have tried it before and been disappointed. So we've we've tried to do something different, we've tried to break out, we've tried to kind of do this or do that, and felt like the response we got was a bit disappointing somehow. But I want to say to you that I passionately believe we are in a new era. And I am seeing things that God is doing that I've never seen before. There's no doubt about it. I'm seeing him touch people in ways I've never seen him do before. I've seen him speak to people and meet them in places like I've never seen before. So I just want to encourage you, if part of you is listening and going, well, you know, I've been here before, and I've tried it before. And, yeah, but this isn't like before. It really isn't like before. It's totally different. So I want to encourage you. It's, it's a totally different thing. Somebody wrote this to me recently, and I share it with you because the truth they came to understand, I think we all need to grasp. I have been reflecting, well, that's a great start for this person because I've spent some time reflecting, on the breakthroughs both personally and professionally. So they've obviously had some breakthroughs, which is beautiful. And pondering, another great start, why I feel overwhelmed. And I realized I am expecting bigger things with my same actions. Expecting bigger things with my same actions. There's a nugget of truth right there. If we keep doing what we've always been doing, we'll get the same results. That's just called life. And I've um, I've been wary of teaching along these lines for a number of years. Because I've never wanted to put a burden on people that made made their relationship with Jesus about them so I've never wanted to burden people with like if I don't do this, if I don't do that, if I don't do that I can't get this and I can't get that and so I've never really kind of gone heavily down this route because I guess I wanted everybody to understand grace first I wanted everybody to understand that he loved you, I wanted everybody to know that you couldn't do anything and in fact you can't do anything to increase or decrease his love for you Hopefully by now, though, anybody that's been in this house for any length of time knows about grace and understands his love and grace towards them. However, of course, to know Jesus is to be in a relationship with him. It's to walk with him. And building a relationship with the person of Jesus works the same as any other relationship. You get out what you put in. My relationships are a result of the effort of me and the other person who I'm relating with the depth of that relationship is dependent upon the effort that me and the other person put in. And if I put a lot of effort in and they don't, well, it do not go too well. And if they put a lot of effort in and I go, it do not go too well. But if we both put tons of effort in, you go deeper. And the depth of the relationship is determined by the depth that you are both able to go. So, and just because one person wants to go really deep, it, the relationship can only go as deep as you both are willing to go together. So it doesn't matter that you want to share your entire life. If the other person doesn't, that relationship is limited by their depth, not by yours. So put that on to Jesus. Well, Jesus has already gone to the depths of the earth for you. He can't go any deeper. He can't do any more. He's done everything he needs to do. He's got it all. He's done it all. There's nothing more he can do. So the only variable in your relationship with Jesus is you and me. I'm the variable. So the depth of my relationship with him is not dependent on him because he's already done everything I need to do. It's dependent on me. And I've never, I've never wanted to go big down this line because if you're not careful, people feel guilty about it. But hopefully by now you know that that's not a place you need to go because Jesus doesn't put it on you. And it doesn't take you anywhere or do anything good. But it is true to say that the depth of relationship we have with him is not dependent on, upon him. It is dependent upon us. And if we want a deeper relationship with him, we'll have to be willing to do something different. So just right now, don't. Any anybody who feels any way guilty or bad about that, you've just got to go, no, that's nonsense. Jesus is not putting me on it, and I'm definitely not putting you on it. I just want you to go deeper with him. And we have to share how you do that to do that. So you've got to get rid of all that and go, okay, it's fine. You know, in all our relationships, we are where we are because of what we've given into them. That's just called life. In a mall, whether it's Jesus or our spouses or parents or children or friends or whoever, that's why it is. We can't deny that. We've just got to be careful we don't go in a kind of guilt trip about it. So take that one off you and go, okay, my relationship with Jesus is where it's at. And if you want it to go deeper, well, let's do something different to take it deeper then. Mark 4 verse 36. Leaving the crowd behind they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. If we really want to enter rest, then we will need to leave the crowd behind. But hopefully, there'll be other boats with us. You see, as a nation, we are more distracted and restless than ever. Most people are aware of the challenges of their modern digital life, the impact of the internet, phones, tablets, laptops, social media feeds, and yet most people do absolutely nothing about it. I can guarantee you people have watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, they've read this report, they've read that report, and they've made zero change to their life. Oh, it's terrible, this social internet stuff, as they're flicking through the social internet stuff. It's warping my brain. And this is the challenge of course. You can have all the information you want, but unless you do something with it, nothing's going to actually change. Many people read books, well, more likely read articles online or documentaries on Netflix, about how damaging it all is to our attention span, our mental health, even to your IQ. Yes, some studies have found the internet has meant that IQ has gone down. Fascinating. But listen, that's what the crowd does. But the crowd is not at rest, the crowd is not at peace. And for crowd, you can put whatever group of people you want there. The nation, our town, your family, your friendship group your household it doesn't really matter because in general the crowd is not at rest so living life like the crowd is clearly not the answer ask yourself this how many people do you know that are arrested non-anxious presence in the world you won't find many of them in the crowd and the people you do find who are like that don't live life like the crowd live life they live a different way. They have different priorities, different things to do. If you were to ask them how they lived their lives, you would find that they were very radical about the things they chose to do or not do, the time they spent or didn't spend doing certain things. And I use the word radical very deliberately because to be radical has come to mean that you are something of a a rebel or perhaps it's associated with an extreme element, the extreme right or the extreme left of wherever left and right is in whatever argument you want to bring up. But actually, to be radical means to go back to the root. That's what it really means, the word, to radical. It means to go back to the root, back to the fundamentals, to the basics. So I want to be radical, not because I want to be some rebel against the system, but radical because I want to go back to the root, back to the foundational or fundamental things. So one of the questions we have to ask ourselves is how much are we willing to leave the crowd behind to find the rest we so long for? Because leaving the crowd behind, um, we also have to deal with FOMO, of course. Fear of missing out. FOMO, fear of missing out. That's a massive thing we've got to deal with. Because a lot of us are not at rest because we're so terrified we might miss something. So we want to have all this information from everywhere because we don't want to miss anything. The problem is, while you're, missing all, while you're not missing all that stuff, you're missing the thing you very need. I want to develop a FOMO of, of, the, of being with Jesus. A fear of missing out. I've been with Jesus. I've been with his presence, of his life. That's the only FOMO I want. I don't want to be bothered about anything else. Who cares if I haven't read the news for a week? It only depresses me anyway. I'm sure somebody will tell me if I need to know it. It's not enough to just leave the crowd behind, though. Because some people are doing that in our world, there are some people who are leaving the crowd behind in the sense of how they live their lives. But we must make sure we leave the crowd behind and take him along with us. You you could do all sorts of stuff that sounds good, but if you don't take him with you, you've missed the point, haven't you? It's no good doing some newfangled idea or being different for the sake of being different. The whole point is to leave the ways of the anxious crowd and take him with you. And we've got to take him as he is, not as we want him to be. gone. That's okay. As he is. We must be careful we don't take him in our image and in the image of the one we would like him to be. But actually as he is. I'm going to talk more about this in a minute. But I sense Jesus wants to reveal aspects of himself that we're not all that used to. You know, Jesus is like a diamond. There's many sides to him. And one of the sides that as a, as a church we're probably more aware of is, is of his love, of Abba Father, of one who cares and delights. But I think we're going to go into a season where we're going to see more of his glory and his might and his majesty and his power. More of a different side of him. We're going to talk about it towards the end. But but we've got to be prepared to receive him as he comes to us. Not only receive him as we would want him to come to us. Of course, one of the worries about leaving the crowd behind is that you'll be on your own. But here it says there were also other boats with them. And my prayer is that we go on this journey in our own little boat, as it were, that, that although we might leave the crowd behind, there'll be other boats with us. And then we're not on our own. We're actually doing it with others. And hopefully as we go, other people will see and go, that looks like a much better place to be and come with us as well. Because it can't just be about us. We're meant to be modeling it for everybody around us. Sharing, hey, I've done this. It's made such a difference in my life. And so we've got to be sharing about the practical ways, what we're doing, what that means for us, sharing the benefits, the joys, the delights. All right, let's go to 37 or 38. A furious squall came up. The waves broke over the boat, so it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stone, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples walked him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? It seems that only when the boat was nearly swamped the disciples bothered to work Jesus. Perhaps this is one of our challenges. Oftentimes we wait till we are overwhelmed. We wait until life has nearly swamped us, and then we call out to Jesus. In other words, some of us don't really live with him. We tend to rouse him in an emergency. Some of our issues is we treat him like a magic wand to fix the issues of our life when they break. But Jesus isn't a magic wand to be waved when we are nearly swamped. Jesus is a person. Holy Spirit is a person. And, 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 and to build a relationship, as I've said, with a person, you have to do something with that person, with the person of Jesus, the person of the Holy Spirit, the person of Father. So what can we do differently to seek rest? Well, how about spending more time with the one who is rest, with the one who offers rest, learning to be with him, to enjoy life with him, listening to him, sharing with him. And we're going to explore all sorts of different ways we can do that, routines and rituals that can help us in that. But, but you don't really need to tell me in that sense, what could you do you've not done before? Some people might need to commit to getting back into a daily time with God, reading the word, meditating, praying. You know, these days it's a minority of people who go to church every week that actually sit and spend time every day with Jesus. That's a minority of people these days. Well, some of us just need to start doing that. And listen, don't, don't go, I'm going to spend an hour with him. No, you won't. You'll get bored after 10 minutes. Just go, I'm going to do five minutes and do that. Read one chapter of one of the Gospels and just go, Lord, watch. just take it slowly. You, don't, you can't run a marathon if you've not learned to run 100 meters yet. But just go, okay, five minutes. Some of us need to just get back into it. He wants to speak to you. Others are already doing that. We're used to that. That's normal for us. Great. Okay, maybe we've got to consider fasting on a regular basis. Maybe we're called to deeper times of prayer. Maybe times of silence, times of intercession, times of praise, times of service. Who knows? Who knows? But I would seriously take some time to think, ponder, ask, discuss with others. What can I do at this time to take my relationship with Jesus deeper? What in this time can I do to connect with him? And one of the things I would say about particularly those of us who perhaps, you know, we're used to, you know, praying, talking to him all through the day, reading our Bibles on a regular basis. That's kind of normal. I I want to say to people who, who are in that place, get ready for him to talk to you in new ways. Get ready for him to interact with you in different ways because he wants to take you to a different place as well. But it may well be that the way that he wants to take you is not through the ways you've been used to. It may be he wants to take you in a whole different realm. Maybe you're going to start getting dreams you've never had before. Maybe you're going to start seeing visions. Maybe you're going to start waking up in the middle of the night and you're just going to have to get up and sit and he's going to talk to you. Who knows? I don't know. But just go with it. It's exciting. Go with it. Mark 4, 39 to 5. when he got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, I'm nearly finished, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? When was the last time you were terrified of Jesus? When you were so awestruck at his power and majesty and might that you trembled? There is a healthy fear of the lord that the bible talks about a healthy place where of course we know him as many of you and hopefully all of you know him as father as dad as 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 abba father but i think in this new era there's going to be a time when we actually kind of like flipping egg, god's around and we treat him with some of the awe and respect that that aspect of him deserves He, he doesn't stop being dad but he's a diamond with multiple facets Habakkuk 2.14 has been quoted many times by many different prophets, including Paul. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I'm still trying to work out what the waters covering the sea means, but anyways. um, But listen, if the earth's going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, well, that's a whole new thing. Knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Well, of course, if you read the Old Testament, you find that every time God turns up in glory, people can't move. They're unable to enter the temple when it's filled with glory. Now, of course, we know he's deposited his glory in our hearts. And Jesus defines glory as a dead man walking. That's what he says when Lazarus comes out of the tomb. He says, did I not tell you you'd see the glory of God? So, so resurrection life is glory. But at the same time, there is a sense that if you read Revelation and you see about things shaking and him being bright as this and bright as that, and it says in Revelation that his glory will light the whole world. Wow. His glory lighting the whole world. So his glory is as bright as the sun. I mean, that's something else, isn't it? His glory is as bright as the whole sun. Don't need a sun because his glory is going to light the whole world. Wow. Wow. But of course, he is still the same God who appeared to Isaiah when the foundation shook and smoke appeared everywhere. And Isaiah said, woe is me. Have you ever thought, woe is me when you encountered God? You might do in this new era. You might find yourself crying out for mercy because you've glimpsed his holiness in a whole new way. I don't know, but I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to be open to experience God in every way possible. Don't limit him by how he's shown himself to you so far. Don't limit him by how you've experienced him before or what you know of him before. You might, have, you might have seen three or four facets of this diamond, but I want to tell you, it's got 32, 64 facets to it. And he wants to show you them all. And I want to see them all. I want to see sides that I've never seen before. I want to be on this place where I'm, I'm like, I'm on my face because I'm like, I did not move until he tells me to move. Like, honestly, I do. I've never seen that. I'm like, I want to I wanna be in awe and wonder at him. I want to see his glory in whole new ways. I know him as a as a dad. I know that. I'm his son. I'm his child. He loves me. I know that. But I want to know what it is to have a master who I am like. Yep, you go there. Yep, I'm going. No worries. I'm there. Straight away. Not because I'm scared of him, but because everything in my heart just wants to do everything that he says. I read a story about a lady called Catherine Coleman who one day was leading this big conference and she just knelt down on the stage and her cry was please don't grieve my Holy Spirit please don't grieve my Holy Spirit and she was an incredible woman Catherine Coleman but like her passion she, she loved Jesus so much she loved the Holy Spirit so much she didn't want anything anybody to do anything that would hurt him oh God I'm nowhere near that yet, I don't know about you but I want to be there I want to love Holy Spirit so much that I'm like pleading with people not to hurt him pleading with people not to do anything that would hurt him I want to get there but how do you want to see him, that's why I want to see him how do you want to see him, how do you want to experience him, how do you want to meet him tell him, ask him God I want to see this Pursue it. So listen, the first question we ask is, do we want to go to the other side? And most of us will go, yeah, we do. Do we want a new place of rest and peace? Yeah, we do. Okay, well, then you have to answer these questions. Are you willing to leave the crowd behind to get there? And which crowds are you willing to leave and which crowds are you not? Are you willing to live life differently to experience a different reality? Will you develop and deepen your relationship with Jesus? and you open to new ways of experiencing him and sharing with him? Once again, I think this is an incredibly exciting time when there are whole new ways that God wants to speak and share. And I'm massively excited about it. But it will come to those that pursue. It will come to those that give time to it. And I'm not only excited because of what it means for for us but I'm excited because of what that means when you take it outside of you it's got to happen first but then it's got to go out there and that's the exciting part, it's not just we're here to have a nice time, no that's not it at all, we're here to enjoy it and God's going to do something and move in different and it's going to be different as well, please don't, don't do this, don't say God met me in this way and he's going to meet you in this way too, unless you know it just go God met me in this way let me encourage you to encourage him so he meets you in your way Cause you are an individual you're a person you're unique uniquely special uniquely wired a unique journey a, new, a unique past and a unique history if i could say unique it'd be really good one a unique past and history so so why would god meet somebody else why is he going to meet Naomi in the same way as nigel totally different outlooks on life on past no he's going to meet him where he needs to meet them and don't get upset because god meets somebody else in the way you might want to meet him listen he knows you he's your dad all right, my kids get different gifts every Christmas and every birthday. I don't give them all the same because they're all different. Why would I give them all the same present? I won't give Isaac a book. He hates reading, but Alyssa loves it, so I'll give her a book. Why? Isaac's not going to go, oh, I didn't get a book. No, well, of course you didn't because she want a book. Verk- you got a voucher for your PlayStation because that's what you love. Like that. No, but isn't it weird what I like? Oh, God give her the book. Yeah, but you don't even like reading. Yeah, no, but she got a book. like Let's just lay that stuff down. It's all right. He loves you. He's got you. He's going to meet with you. Okay, let's take communion. Feel free to stand up and sit down if you want to, if that helps. <laughs> oh, stretch, move your arms. Uh, can somebody pass it about? That would be great. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Great. Just, uh, just. yeah, people can just take a a puff. Hilario, Tina, great. Matt's going to race Tina and see if he gets there first. Oh, he's lost. Oh, too late, mate. Too late. Too slow. Yeah, no, I'm not sorry. It might be. I'm too cold. I'm putting me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. You've out insulated me, But I don't anymore. Um, oh. Okay. Listen. Let's um. Let's do this. Let's um. Let's pray in a minute. I think there's a few things we can we can pray in. A, one of which is. Let's just let any sense of guilt or condemnation disappear, okay? Because Jesus didn't put it there. So it do not need to be there. Whether that be about a, a personal relationship and you kind of realizing, yeah, that's in the place it's in because of what I've done. Okay, well, that's, if God's shown you that, that's because he wants you to ponder on what to do about it, not because he wants you to feel guilty about it. But if it's about your relationship with, with Jesus, then okay well there we go and of course it's easy we often blame ourselves we go there must be something wrong with me but a lot of the ways it's just that nobody's you know sometimes sometimes it's that nobody's taught us how to connect it's not to do with that we've got it wrong it's that nobody's taught us what it means for us to connect with Jesus or what it means for, or what it even means to hear his voice sometimes he's been speaking all along but We've never come across anybody who can help us just see it. It's not your fault. I want you to know it's not your fault this morning. Any lack in your relationship is not because you've been trying hard. It's not because you haven't worked it. It's not because you haven't put all the effort in. Sometimes it's just that, for some reason, there's just been this blockage. But I want to pray right now that as we as we eat this bread and drink this juice that any blockages just kind of get dissolved. I feel like even as we... In fact, let's do this. Let's let's eat first of all. Thank you, Jesus. Let's eat. Father, we thank you that through your death... You made a way to be in relationship with us so we could relate to Jesus. We could relate to Holy Spirit. We could relate to Father. Thank you that your death made a way. And Father, I particularly want to lift up all those who have, even as they've listened, they feel like, flipping heck, I've worked really hard in my relationship with Jesus and I don't feel like I've got anywhere. Father, I pray that anybody who feels like that would really know your compassion right now. But Lord, I'm also asking for a breakthrough for them. And that as they drink, Lord, as a representation of your blood, it would be like, it would be like an acid that would dissolve any blockage into their heart. Even as it goes down, through the throat and into the body, Father, that it would somehow, by your spirit, cause a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. In fact, Father, I just release breakthrough, Father, as we drink, Lord, and if you're at home, do the same. Go grab something, drink it. He wants to do the same for you, whether you're at home or in this place. Father, as we drink, we pray, Lord, those, any blockages, Lord, whatever it may be, whether it's pain, maybe some form of trauma or difficulty, But Father, we ask that you would dissolve those blockages and cause us to be able to connect with you on a new level as we choose to commit to being with you, that there'd be a new level of connection in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, don't, don't miss this moment God, God is God is really in some hearts God is really working and I feel like if he's going to sing a song over us in a minute even as she sings it it's like there's going to be new connections between your spirit and Jesus for some of you so if that's you just say yes Lord in your heart if you want that, if you want a deeper and new connection with Jesus somehow, just say, yes, Lord, I believe he wants to do that this morning. And just receive from him as fair things. Thanks,